This is the Wildflower Bee Farm audio podcast for February 5th, 2021. So if you listen to me on Shrink Money Advice, you'll know that what I'm doing is trying to get all my work done before the weekend because with COVID and all this stuff, you could work all the time. And often my weekends blend into the week and I don't like that. So I've decided to take weekends off from you know, this kind of work and other work that I do. So I'm going to be strictly getting everything I can done uh, during my five working days and take the weekends off. So this is an interesting podcast, I think, because I'm going to talk about a couple of things. On the Hive Report, I'll talk about my walk around the farm the other day and what I discovered and found. If you follow us on on Instagram, you're going to see. You'll know more already about what I'm going to talk about. We also um, continue to work and upgrade the uh, beginner beekeeping class on Teachable that I that I that I posted about a week ago. Um, we're also working very hard on well, well, I should say a lot of people are. I may not be, but Patrick McGarry, who's a teacher out of Toronto, a master's level um, educator who has a background in building lesson plans. So we hope to launch within about two weeks um, a site called honeybeelessonplans.com and it's a site where teachers, elementary school teachers, grades one to eight can go and get lesson plans with video links to uh, many of our videos which are part of a language arts or science type of curriculum. And they will be in two-week blocks. The first will be 10 lessons for two weeks. There's a primary group. There will be an intermediate group and a, a junior, sorry, and intermediate group, two separate. So there's three different categories. Levels of difficulty, if you will, for children to learn more about bees or environment. And they'll be upgraded regularly. So uh, we plan on putting lessons up throughout the calendar year. So we have a subscription service to schools, and that allows... Um, 50 teachers up to 50 classrooms to use our service and we're excited about it so that'll be launching in a couple of weeks and we're hard at work at that having meetings actually had one this morning about it so i I am involved i'm just not writing lesson plans because i that's not an area of expertise of mine and so those are the sort of the new things we're doing and the the updates so as i look out my window we're at about minus 10 today with a wind chill of about minus 18 it's kind of cold here on yesterday's walk around the farm, not going out today because the wind's just blowing, um, collected data from the um, different hives. The um, top bar hives, really, we don't even, I don't even collect the data anymore because the sensors are put in a place where there's no bee activity because instead of, uh, you know, uh, a Langstroth, which is the rectangular traditional size hive where the, where the warmth goes up, uh, warm air rises and if if you know our sensors are at the top we can pick those up whereas in a top bar they go side to side so if they start on the left say and all of the sensors are on the far right we're not going to pick up anything because the the only area that seems to get warm is the area right around the bees so we collected that data and it looks like there's some really interesting the the, the most Balanced hive seems to be the eight frame single. I mean, it is, it's rocking it. And I, I don't know if that's a sign of what we need to have here on the farm. We'll see how they, you know, go through the rest of the winter and, you know, hopefully they'll have enough food and make it through to the spring. But, you know, as I look at more and more of the science, they're suggesting a smaller home 
is better than having a large home for the bees because there's a smaller area to take care of. The heat from the cluster, so they're only they're only interested in keeping the center of the cluster warm so that the queen can stay warm and as we move into late February, early March, start to actually lay eggs. And and to do that, they have to, they shiver, if you will, and they, they keep warm. Well, if they're in a smaller um, house, a lot of the heat that co goes off them will stay in that house and keep the entire little hive warm, which means they need less energy. They have to do less of that. And I wonder if that's perhaps the, the key indicator of what we need to do is, is have smaller, smaller homes. We have a number of singles and many doubles going into the winter. So we'll see how they make out. But I'm thinking next winter, as we move into the late spring, we're going to have a number of singles and let them stay that size for the entire year. And that will help them, I think, uh, take on the winter that we're experiencing. So the, the hives all appear to be alive and doing well. We went by uh, what we call the branch hive near one of the ponds. And clearly, a day before, they had had uh, uh, cleansing flights because all around the hive you could see the orangey color of bathroom breaks. And as I said on Instagram, it's pretty exciting to see that kind of activity. I also posted, I think last time I talked a bit about, you know, the hives were actually out, uh, bees were actually out flying at one and minus one, which I have no idea how they do that. There's a bit of science about that, where it has to do with, uh, you know, they build up their temperature, they do a quick flight and get back before their temperature drops and they perish. Hopefully they all make it back. So that's basically what the walk around was about, just checking on the outside and, and seeing what's happening. A few shots with the thermal imaging, pretty much the same as far as health goes. Um, also decided that perhaps in the spring I'm going to have to have a look inside the um, one log hive. It's a swarm that we caught, but I just think it, it might be important to see it. I don't know about treating them for mites with uh, formic uh, acid, or if we should just let that hive go as it wants to, and, and it'll swarm probably, I would imagine, at least two times this year if we leave it alone, and I think that's probably a healthy thing. Um, so I'm still debating that, whether we should open it or not. With the honeybee lesson plans, we're also going to be doing some live Facebook kinds of things where I'll actually be bumbling and stumbling around a hive if we have to open it for some reason, or, or perhaps we're doing a split or some other thing is going on. And that, I'll keep you posted on these podcasts when that will happen and, and uh, what it's going to look like. Another exciting thing that happened is I, I put in some orders for some equipment, some some new hives and some new material. The um, moisture blankets that we built that have screen on the bottom and then pine shavings within sort of a space to give the hive an opportunity to basically have air air go up and leave and uh, and and then get cold and should it condensate. Or, or drip down, it won't drip down on the bees, it'll go into these shavings and protect the bees from the moisture. I learned when I was trying to put a um, broodminder sensor in one of the hives that the bees have actually propolized the screen to the top of the frames of the of whatever box would be beneath, or directly beneath it. So it's going to be a challenge. 
uh, opening that up and treating them with formic or if I'm going to add a box or move them or whatever. So I ordered a number of uh, wooden inside covers. So we're going to have wooden inside covers with um, with holes in them. And then we're going to have that, uh, you know, the ability of that air to go up, but still enough wood underneath the screen so that they won't be able to propolize them directly uh, to the hive box. Now that's going to be an interesting spring as for some of them we try to take those off. Now I've done more and more work on, on research on propolis and I have, I'm going to just tell you this, don't, don't do this yourselves, but I'm going to tell you what I did. After reading about the benefits of propolis, I have this uh, on my thumb and I guess it's just like an ingrown pimple of some sort. God, sorry, it sounds kind of disgusting to talk about, but it's been there for months and it's just a little, it looks like a uh, it's just a little thing on the top of my, just below my nail on my thumb. And I've tried different things and nothing seems to change it. And with COVID, I really feel dumb if I, you know, went to my doctor and said, could you cut this out? Because it's not really that big. And so I read about propolis and this is my second day of putting propolis with a little bit of honey on it on that actual um, thing, I'll call it. And it's actually not only dropping in size, but it's starting to drain. Now, I, I, this has been like, I'm just amazed by it. And so I'll keep you posted on that, but I'm doing more and more research on the benefits of propolis. And Mary's been doing more research too about propolis and um, herbs. So we're going to start using more of them for just our own health and uh, see where that goes. But I, I, you might want to do some more research on the benefits of propolis and how if you have bees you can use them or what what the benefit is for you to use them for yourself there is a great deal of science on what it does for the bees on the humans it's quite less research so don't be using it for any you know reason unless you talk to a doctor or something don't even do what i just did because i have no idea how that'll turn out for you but i have to tell you for me i i'm learning more and more about how our bees have so much to provide us if we just take the time to watch and listen. Um, still, uh, during this time, you know, you get a lot of time off with the weather and you can't go out and do the things you want, so you watch a YouTube on bees or two. And there continues to be a push for, uh, you know, feeding sugar syrup uh, and all other kinds of techniques. And certainly you should learn about those and, and you know, consider them. But as you know, our philosophy is to try to be uh, more of a helper to the bees so we will do less direct intervention and, and let the bees pretty much do their thing and our job is to build the habitat and create a better habitat for them and to help them along their way so i'm hank from the wildflower bee farm remember you can go to wildflowerbeefarm.com watch all our video blogs for free we post them once a week i'm going to post one right now uh, when i get out on on honeybee robbing behavior also follow us on instagram wildflower bee farm you can find, I think it's wildflower underscore B underscore farm and post pretty regularly there. Now, just before I go, remember we're already into February. Soon it will be March, which means we're into spring. Can't wait. Have a great one. Talk next time.